Hello, I'm Dean. And I'm Jen. And I'm Eric. And together we're RCSD Pod PD. Okay, we would like to uh, begin by respectfully acknowledging that we are on Treaty 4 territory, traditional lands of the Nehewak, Nakaway, Nakoda, and homeland of the Métis, Lakota, and Dakota. Welcome back, everyone. We are super excited today to um, welcome Christine Messer, who has taught in actually five different communities in seven different schools over her career. She has experience in every grade level from pre-kindergarten all the way through grade 12. This year, she's fortunate to be teaching grades six, seven split, but is always ready for the next challenge. She loves teaching about math, technology, mental health, and regulation. Her interest in all things technology started in computer coding class back when she was in grade nine. She remembers the pride she felt when she designed her own web page that had moving text and graphics. That's back when we actually had to like type in all the words and the codes. <laughs> Um, in 2019, she completed her master's in educational technology and design at the University of Saskatchewan. In her spare time, she loves spending time with her two boys, who I'm fortunate to know and are awesome kiddos, and her husband. Uh, she enjoys cooking, um, taking and editing amazing photographs, and playing Animal Crossing, also a favorite of mine and my kids. So, welcome, Christine. Um, Welcome, I Christine. guess our first question uh, we want to start with is, why did you become a connected educator? Uh, oh, sorry, my computer's making it sounds. Okay, I became a connected educator so that I could uh, not just teach curriculum, but also the skills that they need to be digital citizens. Um, I've always used technology as much as I could within my learning, and I was in Moose Jaw prior to moving to Regina, and I just kind of witnessed um, the way to get the most access to technology is to join this program, and Paul Owens was the teacher within our school, and so when I first came, he was a connected educator, so we had devices for everybody, and then he was going to leave, and I said, okay, no, you can leave, but the computers need to stay, so... <laughs> <laughs> so the main care was to get the devices for my students because I just saw how much that changed their knowledge and ease of use and opened up so many doors for us. Mm -hmm. I also wanted to, and again, I've spoken a couple times about the island of St. Luke. It's a very unique environment and we kind of feel like we're alone here. So just joining the program just opened up so that I could witness what everyone else is doing across the division. Um, I guess now, like being a connected educator, and I know that Dean and Genevieve, have, we've been a connected educator for quite a long time, and we've seen kind of the benefits of that within our classrooms. So, Christine, how has becoming a connected educator impacted you and also maybe your students in your classroom? So, as I just premised there, St. Luke is very a very unique learning environment. The students that come to us already have so many barriers to overcome. So having technology at their fingertips has opened up so many doors for them that were previously completely locked tight. Um, their fine motor skills are often so weak that the physical act of writing just produces so many behaviors out of them. And we're, we can't get to what is inside their mind. 
So often their, their, their grades have suffered. It appears like they don't have the knowledge base to answer things. So having that technology focus to kind of open up that door just takes that stress away from them. Um, platforms such as Seesaw allow me to allow for various responses. So I need to differentiate in the moment all the time. So I have some kids that are here just because behavior and then everything else is fine. And then I have other ones that their cognitive function and their behavior are a little bit struggled with some learning disabilities in place. So just having those varied response options right there every time I put one writing prompt on the board is, or in the Seesaw board, it's, it's very helpful. Other things like immersive reader and dictate further magnify their voices and increase their independence and their ownership on their learning. So it's, it's awesome. I want to share one example. I have one student that when he first came to my classroom, getting any writing out of him was a struggle. He'd often shut down and melt down. Now that he knows he can do speech to text, I have to be like, okay, buddy, I just asked for two sentences. Like, <laughs> Thank That's you for all story. your I hear it all in there, but we'll save that for our short story later. Just, just give me two sentences. <laughs> so it's been it's been so awesome just watching them grow and he and he just feels so heard and his and his mom always says I knew he knew so much but he never got to share it with anybody um using seesaw in math is one of the big things that I've noticed that decreased behavior it's a lot of work on my end because I need to design um, the activities in the appropriate way. But most students have struggles to uh, organize their math on a page and get from one down to the bottom. So I find taking away that, that pressure of organizing it themselves uh, lets us focus a little bit more on the math knowledge and less on the process of physically putting it down on a paper. Wow, that's, awesome. that's, that's, that's kind of a, a breath of fresh air, actually, because we we talk a lot about like um, like project based stuff. We talk a lot about inquiry learning. We talk a lot about giving choice. We talk a lot about um, kind of just that benefit of having that one to one device. Um, I don't think once Jen or Dean have we had somebody come on and immediately go right into differentiation and how it's benefiting students yeah. um, like in your situation um to help them show learning in a different way and help them really really um delve into what they know through technology so that's mm -hmm. yeah that's unbelievable yeah that accessibility piece is phenomenal just to, that example just gave me goosebumps christine is <laughs> that's pretty special and that's what i think being a connected educator is all about so um so is there some type of a, a tip or a resource or or something you'd like to, to share with people that you think like, well, you know, it could be small, it could be big, but something that you think would, uh, hey, have you thought of this? So I kind of, I have two. The first one goes to the math. So again, if we're talking about the stress to write for my kids, there's also the stress of, okay, I'm going to be assessed. So there's the exam. So this year I moved almost completely to CESA mostly because of COVID, because I, I it let me, they're working, they they produce their assignment. I can give feedback from over here instead of right there. And we kind of can do that. But what I did is I took every single number strand for uh, the division assessment and made it into a seesaw post. And within that seesaw post, I did those differentiating uh, record of adaptation things where I, I basically put blanks. For, so if we're going to do long division, I put the question in and then I make the question mark boxes that go over top of it. So then again, 
they show me their math knowledge, not their ability to make the long division thing look appropriate. Um, so I, I now can say the word assessment and I don't have a meltdown. I just, we just did, and I make the seesaw activities that they do prior to it look almost exactly the same. The only difference is this one has the little rubric on the top. So then when I say, okay, so you finished all the work, are you ready for the assessment? And they'll say, yep. So then they just go on to the next thing that looks exactly the same. It's short, it's sweet, it's a snapshot of their learning. They post it and we move on. So it's changed the idea of what assessing means because it's familiar. And they feel confident that they can show me what they know. And you're sitting yeah. beside them and helping them. That's that's amazing. I want to be in your class. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> you're really I would love to yeah, see examples you up on of these seesaw posts. So have you shared um, a lot of these lessons on the division library? So I just put the division assessments for grade six prior to this. Um, so I put them up there. So they, those ones are are on there. And I'm going to work to now add the ones that go with it. So the pre-lessons that would lead up. And again, I wanna premise that this is just the basic questions that again would appear, but because of my learning environment, that's what we focus on. Show me that you can show me that outcome, but I'll slowly start to post them because I have them developed, but I'm not very good at the descriptive part in the instructions. So I gotta go back and change all that before I post. Yeah. But yeah, I have no, them. But what you're saying there, I think you are actually. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you know, like the seesaw thing where I have to put the little check mark and like click submit. I don't, I don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> you need all those shortcut codes? Yeah. 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 Teach me those. I don't know what those are. <laughs> oh, I'll share that with you. I have it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the other thing I want to talk about, and I don't have something quite ready um, to share with you, but because of what I do at St. Luke, I, um, the students that come here are supposed to be here for a short amount of time. Um, fix their ability to self-regulate and then go back to their regular environments. So what that looked like before COVID is they would be after they would be here for a while, then they'd go back to their homeschool, but for small amounts of time. So they'd increase by hour increments or so until they're full-time. And then they would come back to me. But this year they can't be in two schools. So the students that are ready to integrate go to their homeschools for the morning, is what we've made it but then they have to go home to virtual learning. And how do you continue to monitor emotional wellness when I'm never seeing them? So I developed this kind of check-in that my students do daily in the classroom, and it's just a basic seesaw post, but it goes through the mood meter, which is something like zones of regulation, which I can explain at a different time, but essentially they identify what their feelings are, why they're feeling it, and where it came from, and then what they need to regulate. So as I'm teaching at lunch or right after, then I get my two or three notifications from my students that are virtual and I get to know how their day went, how they're feeling, what's going on. So I get that right away in the classroom when they come in too. So they check in, we see how they're feeling and then we change how we react to them. But I was able to carry it digitally to the students that I don't actually see in person. So I think one of the coolest things about this connected educator program is I think it actually has a lot of potential for learning resource teachers and counselors as well as teachers who are teachers but just in a different realm and I think about how often you're disconnected from those students and what their needs are and I think I think we could be better at making emotional connections virtually. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're here that's awesome because I, I, I you like know, what, oh, one one of the um 
problems that people have been talking about with COVID and with us all having to self-isolate and so on is that students are feeling so disconnected. Kids aren't, and people in general are not getting that human interaction. And as a result, their mental health is plummeting. Um, but using technology as an opportunity to feel connected, to have that connection, to open those doors, to have kids still sharing how they're feeling and being able to still re reach out and support them is a huge thing, right? And um, viewing this as an opportunity rather than um, as all of these challenges that we have in front of us right now is fantastic. Thanks for sharing that, Christine. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. I also <laughs> like the fact that being a connected educator isn't about the devices, it's about the opportunities you provide the students. And I love, you just the nail right in the head. You're amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess, Christine, is there anything else you would like to share um, in regards to maybe other things you're doing in the classroom? Or is there anything um, else that you feel the listeners would benefit from? Uh, I, I kind of encompassed all the things that I, I wanted to share. That that mood meter thing that I, I've been talking about, I'm kind of starting to work with some people to see how we can expand it more. So I will, I will uh, explore that further and then share it. But if anyone has any more questions about how they want to like adapt things for their learners, or if you have any people that really do have those, those lower level ones in their classroom, I'm open to discussions about how you can easily not completely reinvent the wheel because you don't have to change so much about what you're doing. You just need to change how the kids present it to you. And when you provide choice within that assignment right away, then the students will kind of do the adaptive invention themselves. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, thank you, Christine, for sharing your Connected Ed story. And we're going to have to have you back on the, the big show <laughs> down the road to yeah, you. It's fascinating. I'm learning so much from listening to you. I, I thank you again. So everybody, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, stay tuned for more spotlights, interviews, and timely topics on RCSD Pod PD. Until next time, let's stay connected. <laughs>